G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode, I'm a little bit jet lagged. I just got back from Hawaii. So it was a long, long flight back to Sydney, then the Gold Coast of delays. So I'm a little bit jet lagged. So forgive me if it's not my best work, but I wanted to kind of chat about um, eating on a holiday because obviously I was just on a holiday for a week in Hawaii and eating on a holiday. So if you're dieting or obviously if you just have usual kind of healthy habits and structures to your nutrition when at home, when you got your schedule, your routine, but then all of a sudden you go away and then things really get thrown out of whack and it can be quite a stressful time for people, especially if you've been dieting and dieting really well and making progress and then you go away on a holiday and then often you're in a few different minds of how to go about it. So let's talk today about eating on a holiday, a few quick kind of thoughts um, and suggestions for you to help you next time you go away. And a lot of these come from experience from myself, traveling a lot, failing with my nutrition a lot, um, being away and stuff like that. So it's never always smooth sailing for me as well. So before we get into that, guys, so as always, please, if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you share it to your audience, your friends, social medias, et cetera. Um, and please leave a five-star rating. It always helps. And if you haven't done it yet and you listen to the podcast, please leave a little review, just one or two sentences. Um, that also helps a lot. Thanks, guys. All right. So today, eating on a holiday. What we commonly have is normally kind of two two kind of options people do. Number one, it's be strict. So let's say you've been dieting and doing 1,500 calories, X macros, and then you go away and you think, well, I'm away, but my goals haven't changed. I'm going away to enjoy you know, the beach and stuff like that but I'm not making any changes to my calories, my nutrition, um, and I'm just going to track religiously. That's great. That can be a perfect option for a person who has gone away and they're in a prep. So let's say you're in a comp prep and you're eight weeks out from comp. You have to be on point. Like you signed up for a comp, you've signed up for getting into superhuman condition, then yes, you do have to be really strict. It's just the way it is. But for a lot of us, do we have to be just so, so, so strict where we have to be spot on um, and just make the trip purely trying to religiously track everything, be super mindful of everything, every, every single meal? Not necessarily. That can also stress you out a lot and can also sometimes take away from obviously enjoyment of relaxing with your family, friends on a holiday. So the second common option is the YOLO mode, you know, you only live once or basically just fuck it, you know, so I'm on a holiday, I've been dieting for 12 weeks and now I'm on a holiday, so fuck it, I'm just going to eat whatever, like, who cares, calories, calories don't count on a holiday, I'm just going to have the time of my life and eat whatever and live my best life and worry about the weight gain or things like that when I get back, I'm just going to enjoy my holiday. And this is the approach I've often taken um, myself at times. And it can be a fine approach for certain people, but it can also be an approach where you can drill in bad habits you've lost, 
previously and you've been working really hard on to improve and all of a sudden you get into this mode of just saying fuck it and yolo and all of a sudden you start to i think really lose a lot of the skills you have been working on and can also depending on i guess your genetics you can be a person who when you go into that kind of yolo mode you can put on weight pretty quickly. So some people can put on weight really rapidly, others not so much. It's it's just the way it is, unfortunately, for myself. I know whenever I do that, I always put on weight really quickly. For me, getting lean is not easy, um, whereas my brother is naturally much leaner and he doesn't put on weight nearly as easily. So he can eat much worse and look just as good probably after a week wherever I eat terrible when I'm away for a week, I will show that in my physique very, very quickly. So it's just the joys of, you know, genetics being a little bit different and our response to calories um, in a surplus, etc. So a YOLO mode of nutrition can be fine for certain people, but it can also lead to a bit of anxiety, a stress, and especially um, I know for myself that when I go into that YOLO mode, when I get back home and try to get on track, I find it really hard. I'm that person who really does well with getting a little bit of momentum. It takes me so long to get momentum and feel in the zone with my dieting that as soon as I go into that fuck it mode, I lose that momentum. I lose those little positive habits of saying no to things I don't desperately want. And then when I get back into it, I really struggle with my food because it's almost like I've broken down all those key skills I've been using to get better with my nutrition. Now I'm back to square one, which is kind of how I feel today, trying to go back to what I was doing. So being strict can be the best choice for some people. Doing a YOLO mode can be the best choice for some people. It really depends on the individual. It depends on you know, your mindset to nutrition. It depends on your genetics, where if you're someone who puts on weight really, really easily, going to that YOLO mode might not be the best. Or if you've been working so hard on improving your skills around nutrition, again, it might not be the best. So what is then the answer, well, firstly, there's no one perfect answer. It's different for everyone, but I think a more balanced approach is ideal for the majority of people. And that's where we get a bit of the best of both worlds, where we're still eating mindfully, we're still trying to hit protein targets, we're still trying to stay within some realm of a calorie budget, but we're also not being so strict that we're saying no to every single food and we're not able to enjoy the holiday um, as well. So that's the thing. We're on a holiday. Life life is both long and also painfully short. So we also want to be able to have fun, make memories. Does memories mean we just eat as terrible food as we want every single day? No, but memories can also mean one nice meal or something like that with your friends. So here's a few different tips I often use and I suggest to clients for enjoying their holiday without being super restrictive whilst also not going into excessive YOLO mode where they come home feeling terrible and just regret going away. So number one, choose one meal a day to have more fun with. So what I mean by that is, Let's say you eat out three meals a day on holiday and you might get a snack. So you got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. So what Laura and I were kind of often try to do was, you know, we'll eat really, really cheaply, 
um, during the day. And then at night we'd go have a nice dinner at a more expensive restaurant, I guess you could say. Um, but we'd try to eat really cheaply through the, the day um, to a obviously save money for the save money for the night, but also more calories where it's like, okay, tonight I'm going to have a dessert. And in the day I'm going to focus on, you know, I was getting protein shakes in, I was getting eggs and stuff like that. I was going to a bit more protein fats in the morning and things like that and some fruit throughout the day. And then dinner, I would purposely budget more calories for that meal because I said, all right, dinner's the meal I want to have a lot of fun in. So I'm going to eat less throughout the day. So it's just basic calorie budgeting. And this is something, it's so simple, but so effective. So if you know, you've got say 2000 calories to play with and you go into a really nice dinner, you know, you love the food there, reducing calories throughout the day doesn't mean you don't eat calories, but in say, instead of having 500 calories at breakfast, you have 300. Instead of having 500 at lunch, you have 300. All of a sudden, you're pushing more of your calorie budget towards that night where then you can go and enjoy dinner and have more fun with it. So that is the simplest way to do stuff is identify one meal in the day where you want to have more fun in, then go enjoy that meal. But you enjoy that meal by reducing calories throughout the day on other meals. The second um, second strategy is to try and choose one or the other between drinks, e.g. alcohol or food. And so what I mean by this is when you go out, for me, I don't drink alcohol, so it's an easy one for me. It's going to be food, but a lot of people obviously enjoy wines and vodkas and whatever people drink alcohol and cocktails and stuff like that. And you know, if you go away, you know cocktails have a lot of calories in them. So something I always try to suggest to clients is try to choose which one you want to do. So if you want to go have a fair few drinks, try to then make sure your food is not going to be then super calorie dense. So I'm not saying don't eat. We want to obviously be eating calories when we're drinking. But what I mean by this is, all right, if you want to go have four or five cocktails and some wines, that's your calorie fun, but with your food, go have protein veggies, go have protein salad, go have protein, you know, just quality foods. And then your fun calories is the alcohol. Don't try to have it where it's five cocktails and then a burger, fries, chocolate and all that stuff. Try to choose one or the other on that meal. Choose your alcohol and really clean, clean food. I hate clean food, but you know what I mean? Or, drink low calorie stuff, not alcohol, and then enjoy more food. So choose one or the other. So the third option is something that I know Lauren really enjoys doing it on a holiday is more so fasting in the morning. So time restrictive eating. So time restrictive eating is more so where you just shorten the windows throughout the day you can eat. So this does not mean, you know, Lauren didn't eat till 5 p.m. It just meant for her, often she liked just skipping um, breakfast that she would eat normally when she's here at really early in the day. And then her first meal was just pushed back to about, you know, that 10, 11 p.m., um, 10, 11 a.m. instead of, say, her usual like 5 a.m. breakfast time. So just by skipping one meal in the day, you're shortening the window that you can eat. So therefore, she can then push a few more calories to each of the meals in her usual time frame. Again, just reducing the feeding windows in the day can just allow for more calories to play with in those other meal meals you're having in that day. So that's another simple one is just reducing your your time, your feedings throughout the day can be 
a simple strategy. Now, the fourth one. Fourth strategy is not so much about choosing a specific food. It's rather, it's being active. So using your body. Remember, the more we move, the more calories we expend. If we're consuming more calories than we normally do, then we also want to try and think, well, how can we counteract that? If we're going to be consuming more calories, what can we do? And the thing is, we can help somewhat lessen the damage, I guess, of really high high calories coming in is by expending more calories. So this is why when you're on a holiday, try and get out there, move, get your steps in. We are doing about 18,000 steps a day. We still trained, I think, four times on the trip. They weren't amazing sessions, but it was something. So that's a big thing. Can you still keep getting some workouts in? Can you still keep moving to get calorie expender up? The worst thing is where you go from doing, say, 10,000 steps a day and eating 2,000 calories to then doing 5,000 steps a day and eating 3,000 calories. So not only are you eating way more, you're also now moving way less, which again is impacting the calories in versus calories out equation. So on a holiday, if you're going to be eating more, try your best to keep your activity up. It doesn't mean crazy hard sessions, but get active, get your steps in. It can help again, drive up that calorie expenditure. Now, final final tip is, and this is something I did on this trip and I often try to do is, if I go into a holiday and I've been dieting really well with a lot of momentum and I feel really, really, really good, the first initial days when you're away on a holiday, you're not necessarily craving foods. For me, when I get momentum, I don't really want anything too much. I'm very kind of tunnel vision with my nutrition. So when I go away and all of a sudden I went to America and I was feeling great with my nutrition, I'm not craving a lot of things. I'm not going like, oh, man, I want pancakes and all this stuff initially in the holiday. The longer that week um, I get into that week, the more I start to want stuff. So what I also try to do is the first few days of holiday is I try to be as close as I can to what I was doing nutrition-wise when I went on the holiday. So if I was eating X calories and, you know, trying to avoid a lot of these, you know, higher calorie-dense foods, the initial first few days, you're actually motivated to keep that up. So what I try to do is those first two, three, four days, I actually just, I don't have desserts. I don't have a lot of those things. I just stick to it. But then the longer the holiday goes and the more I'm away in that kind of environment of, you know, more delicious foods, the more I start to be like, mm, I could actually go something like that. But I try to hold off having anything until I feel like I really, really need something. So I think we often get in the mindset of, well, I'm here, so I should have something. I should eat pancakes at Denny's or IHOP, which we did, because I'm there. But the first few days, I didn't. I would just get like um, an omelette and stuff like that at Denny's and IHOP in the morning. Even though the pancakes, are, I usually would love pancakes, I didn't crave them. So I didn't just have them just because. But I did have pancakes at the end of the trip, the last two, three days, because that's where I started to feel like, well, I want them now. So now I'll allow myself to have um, more fun with my calories at the back end. And so why this can be a good strategy is because just because we're in a new environment doesn't mean we instantly want these more delicious calorie-dense foods. It can just mean that when we go away, we can keep our momentum going. And then when those cravings kind of kick in the back end, then listen to them and you go enjoy them. But I think it's just really important to just feel like, well, just because I'm away doesn't instantly mean I just need to eat whatever I want. 
just keep the momentum going. Eventually you'll kind of get into the holiday mode where you're like, you know what? I feel like a, a bit more f- fun stuff. But the cool thing is by being pretty much on point the first few days, even if you have more fun in the back three, four days of the trip, again, it's a smaller time window of eating higher calorie dense food. So again, if you have seven days away and the first three, four days are really on point with nutrition and the last three days are not that great and you have more fun, that yellow mode for three days is going to be, I guess, more less detrimental than seven days of yellow mode. So that's just the way I, I kind of think of it is the first few days, I just, whilst I'm in the zone, still feeling really good with nutrition, zero cravings, keep doing what I've been doing. The longer the trip goes, the more those natural cravings kick in for a bit more fun food. Then I listen to them and enjoy the foods at the back end. So that is just a few of your options. The big thing is, guys, is that you just need to assess where you're at with your own training nutrition. If you're in a hard fat loss phase, then yes, you need to be more strict. If you're in a phase where you're just not dieting for anything and you've been in a build or a, or you did a cut just for the trip for a few weeks, then you could be in a position where you have a bit more fun. But just remember, some people do well with different ways of dieting. So mentally, some people might do well being more strict, whereas other people might do much better just enjoying the holiday. There's no kind of one-size-fits-all approach. So just think, how do you feel when you do these things? So if at the end of the holiday, you feel horrendous and you hate yourself because you've worked so hard to get in a good place and then you just um, lost all your good healthy habits, then maybe you need to be a bit more mindful of your nutrition and you know, use your previous dieting experiences on tr- holidays as kind of feedback of how you went and how you feel after because that can help you then make decisions which are appropriate to yourself. So guys, I hope that helps. Sorry, jet lag. So I hope that was a little bit of value, guys. Um, As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please um, make sure you share. And yeah, when you go on a holiday, try and choose a strategy that works best for you. Um, But just remember, being strict, going YOLO, making smart decisions, it can, it's something that you can change a lot depending on your where you're at in your own training and nutrition at a certain period of time. And the longer the holiday goes, probably the more um, mindful you want to be. If it's a really short holiday, a weekend away, again, a bit more fun. But just try and choose the best option for you. There's no one-size-fits-all approach, but just make good decisions so that, so that when you do finish a holiday, you're in a good place and not feeling like um, you've done all this damage and you feel terrible. All right, so thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.